hello, hello. Welcome to this session, aka our therapy session. No, it's not really a therapy session, but this edition of Empowered Hour with Athena and Renata. How are you? I, I am fine, you know. Um, I had my first Monday off for my daytime, even though I spent it with you working. I mean, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing because, I mean, in general speaking, you know, we are um, getting some things accomplished, but it was my first Monday off for my daytime, so I wanted to chill, but it's okay, but what entrepreneur actually sits and chills? I guess a non-productive one, which I'm trying not to be a non-productive one, so um, I'm working on my thing, so Yay! Um, we did get some stuff accomplished. Praise the Lord. So Amen. everybody should see some things coming from us real soon um, that are coming down the pike. So awesome. But how was your weekend, girl? My weekend was good. Um, it was, I spent a lot of time with family. It was pr relatively productive, um, but it was a good weekend. How about you? Yeah, it was good. We went to Monster Jam yesterday, and of course, kids love that. And um, I just, you know, yeah, it was a good weekend. It was relaxing. You know, Saturday was relaxing. Sunday was relaxing-ish. So, you know, we, we had a good time, which is all, you know, it's important. So what is Monster Jam? Is that what Monster Tricks? Oh, yeah. So and since oh, I have a okay. grandson, you know, I get to do those fun things. Because I always wanted to go to Monster Jam when Michaela was younger. But because she was not into those things and she was such a girly girl and she still is, um, we didn't go. But she did go to Pacer Games and Fever Games with me. But she did not, <clears throat> excuse me, she did not indulge the other things. Okay. So now you get to kind of live vicariously through your grandson and go to things like Monster Jam um, and see Monster Trucks. Is it as exciting as it looks on TV in the commercials? I would say, sorry, I lost my voice for a second. That's okay. You need a moment to get it together. I can do that. I can. It's so funny <laughs> because before we started, you had a, a, a choking. And then now it's my turn. <laughs> okay it happens to the best of us yes. so. <clears throat> i think i'm back now i think i'm back um okay kind of but yes i think once you see one you kind of see them all but they try to do something different every time but there's only so much you can do with a truck so um, <laughs> there's only so many times but it is amazing to see this big old truck doing a backflip um, <laughs> they actually do the backflip. They have a certain ramp they set up in a certain corner, and they literally run into this ramp and flip this big a truck um, repeatedly. Some one truck does it repeatedly, like back to back to back, like oh, a little wow. tumbling girl. But the other ones, most of the time, you just do one. But Grave Digger, of course, is everybody's favorite. Of course, he does the most tricks because he's been around the longest. So. I mean, mm. you know, last time we went last year, the guy who's from uh, Fishers, I guess there's a, I can't remember his name, saved my life. Um, the one from Fishers, he 
came out to start even start because when they come out they all come out in a row and he literally caught on fire straight out the gate right was intentionally crazy. or was no it's it, his, <laughs> just spontaneously combusted so he literally had to he got maybe a hundred feet out and had to do a massive u-turn and they had to put the fire out and he went back in and uh literally um <clears throat> had to stay he was gone for the almost the entire show he came out for maybe the last 10 minutes because they had to change his engine like they had to do all kinds of stuff in the back to get him to come out and, oh. and it was weird because they were doing like on the jumbotron they was like he's working to come back out you know because everybody wanted to see the hometown favorite and i'm like i didn't know we had a hometown favorite but okay <laughs> but again it was an experience so i would tell anybody who has not been to go ahead and go but before we get too more in depth into this show i know we have to pause for the calls and yes. let everybody know how to listen to us so lady j tell everybody how they can listen in if this is your first time tuning into the show or to jql on radio and you would like to share with your family friends and followers on all the different ways that they can tune in be sure to tell them to download the JQLM radio app on their Apple or Android devices. You can also listen live to JQLM radio 24-7-365 via Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, the Stream of Simple radio app, and a host of other platforms of which you can find located on our website where you can also listen live at egoentertainmentnet.com. Also, don't forget to follow, like, and share us. We do follow back. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at JQLM Radio. You can also connect with Ego Entertainment Network at EgoEntNet, that's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also. Also, connect with us on LinkedIn at Ego Entertainment Network. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our YouTube channel, Ego TV Network at youtube.com forward slash ego tv network i feel like every week i'm always impressed with all the places that you can hear the podcast mm-hmm. so impressive so impressive it so. keeps growing and growing and growing <laughs> yes so we're always proud of lady j for all the things that she's done and accomplished always a, a great thing to see so mm-hmm Okay, so now I I have some um, some ideas uh, as far as if I ever to go to a monster truck. I've never been, so maybe that's something that I can do. So I have a, a an expectation um, <laughs> of what to look forward to, which segues us right into what our topic is about today. The expectations, huh? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wasn't that a movie? Greater expectations or something like that. Don't give me a line. I don't know. <laughs> You're the movie person. <laughs> I think it was, but um, I got to remember what it was. I think it was a black and white one, then they remade it or something like that. But what made this topic uh, come? Well, actually, no, I'll let you say that. How did we get on this topic today? Um. So the topic came up just because of um, a host of reasons. We were having some conversations um, and we were just kind of talking about like just various expectations that people have on us. And I was also sharing with Athena that um, I feel like it's something I'm talking a lot about with clients. It's just um, what are expectations that they have in relationships, whether platonic or romantic, and just kind of how those manifest, um, how those expectations can manifest in the relationship, whether good, bad, or indifferent. 
Um, so I guess my first my first question to you would be, Athena, when you think of expectations for like your friendships and romantic partners and things of that nature, are, are a lot of them the same across the board or who have probably say yes and no. Honestly, I have a standard for everybody who's in my life, meaning that I have to be able to trust you. I have to be able to, um, well, the trust is the biggest thing. I have to be able to trust you. And it could be with something as simple as $2 out of my wallet. It could be as simple as something as my cell phone. I have to be able to trust you to be um, honest with me about who you are. And also mm -hmm. where we and what our expectations are of each other, because there's nothing worse than somebody having an unrealistic, excuse me, expectation of you. And it's so funny because last week I talked to a patient about this at my daytime job and we got totally off subject, like because we were talking about money and filing taxes and then we got into relationships somehow. And he said to me that a lot of times people are single because they or or friendless because they literally go in and bring in all this extra baggage from before they come in with thinking that everybody's the same so they have this unrealistic expectation of people from the start and people never live up to it so then they get disappointed and i just thought about that conversation because he and i you know we probably met once maybe but we, we were having this whole phone conversation and he was like well you know, I find when I date a lot of women, you know, women are literally like bringing their old baggage and they treat me like I was somebody else, even though I've never given them a reason to treat mm -hmm. me like um, like somebody who is um, untrustworthy. But because they've been done so dirty in the past, because they've had so many times that people have done things to them, they literally are like, um, no. Nah you're going to do me wrong. So I'm just not going to give you a chance. And he asked me, he was like, well, you know, why are you, why are you single? You know, what, what happened with your last, you know, relationship? And I told him, you like, you know, the per last person who tried hollering at me in my showing my age here, um, <laughs> he um, literally tried to act like he was too busy for me, but I was like, okay. And then when I, not saying I gave him the same energy on purpose, but the same energy was given, like, well, I'm doing this today, I'm doing that today. He had a whole attitude. But I'm like, but you want me to drop everything for you when you couldn't do the same thing for me? I'm just not understanding why this. And so, of course, that talking never got past a phone conversation because it was like every time it's time to go meet up, every time it's time to go do something, oh, I was suddenly busy. And, but when it's my turn and you're like, oh, okay, well, this Friday, I want to do this. Well, sir, this Friday, I'm doing this already. This was already planned. I'm mm -hmm. not just canceling my plans. Of course, you get mad because of that. And it, it that type of thing, I have the same standard for friendships. It's like, if you tell me, oh, Athena, we're going to Flamberger on Tuesday. Okay. And then you cancel last minute. All right. Now, if that happens to me, you should give me the same grace that you don't want me to extend to you so trust is a big thing and great and giving grace is also a big thing for me because if you're not going to give me the same leeway that you want don't don't come get mad at me when i can't do the same for you so but i know it was a long answer to what you okay. guys 
but <laughs> I felt like it was important to say because it's like in a general sense, that's my biggest pet peeve. It's like so anybody who wants to be my friend or be any any kind of relationship with me at all, please do not come with a different kind of energy that you're not willing to give. If you're not willing to pick up the phone and call and text and see how I'm doing, don't expect me to do the same thing because I get tired sometimes of that. I'm always that friend who checks on people, but people hardly ever rarely check on me. Not saying people, everybody in my life does that, but there are certain people that I know that if I don't check on them or if I don't call and text them, if I don't be bothered with them, they're not going to be bothered with me. And it's sad, but I've realized as I got older, like we need to have the same energy for each other. You know, if you, if, if you care, I care about everybody who's ever crossed my path. I never want to see anything happen to anybody, but I don't want to be the only one who's calling or checking or seeing how you're doing. I want you to feel the same way. And I'm not going to act like I'm perfect in that because there are certain people in my life who would say, girl, you don't check on me ever. But it's because that relationship somewhere in there that trust was broken some in, somewhere in there that grace was not given and so for me i've stopped giving that same energy um that some people were not able to receive and or give to me so but i will toss it back to you so in your relationships <laughs> <laughs> what are the what, what what is yours um i would say they look very similar. Um, and I largely say that because I feel like if I'm going to be in a romantic relationship with you, um, I'd want to be your friend um, just because I firmly believe that you need friendship and things of that nature. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, with my friendships, I try to have realistic expectations. I really, really do. But I'm human, so that means I'm flawed. So that means I won't always do that. But I try to check myself if I'm like finding that I'm getting upset or what have you. Um, finding if, that, if I'm upset with you or what have you, just kind of check and see, okay, are they being who they've shown me to be? And then I just added something extra or is this something different or what's going on? So I do try really hard um, to keep my expectations realistic just because I know when you don't, it sets you up for disappointment and heartache and all those things so yeah i mean because i could definitely say relationships in in the general sense have disappointed me and um for me i've tried to give people a second chance some people have given way more than a second chance and i've gotten older now and i'm like no you ain't get that many chances to hurt me again because in the general sense, it's like, I, I know I deserve better. Life is too short for me to be, uh, you know, basically giving people chances and going around and around in circles. Because at the end of the day, um, we both have lives to live. Everybody got a life to live. You know, we need to all be happy in our lives. We're living and I'm not going to be stressing over whether you want to be my friend or not. Like we used to back in the day. Are you my friend? Circle yes or no. No, I'm not about to do that. Because if we're meant to be friends, <laughs> we're meant to be uh, in each other's lives for longer than a season, um, it'll happen. And it's not going to be forced. It's, I don't believe in forcing nothing. 
I am not going to force nothing. I'm not going to force nobody to be in a relationship with me in any kind of way. I'm not going to force a job. And people think I'm crazy, especially at work, because they're like, you don't care. I said, no, because just like I got this job, I can get another one. The way the Lord has provided for me yesterday, he will provide for me tomorrow. Um, but if I don't see something that I like, I'm not going to stress over it. And if it becomes to be too much, then I will gladly bow out and say, let's do something else. Because it's it's not even to me, it's not worth the stress. I've seen people stress too much over if people like them. People commit suicide because they feel like they're not loved. And, it's, and I'm not demeaning that or diminishing that at all. But I'm just saying people get too caught up in something so much and it hurts them to the core to where they feel like they have to do something to relieve that and i'm not about to be drinking every day because nobody wants to be my friend i'm not going to turn to drugs or i'm not going to turn because these relationships have gone bad i've made up that in my mind that it's not worth it if it costs me too much of my peace i i think i posted that before if it costs me too much peace to cost me too much money it ain't worth my time no more so mm -hmm. them days is done yeah. and i'm sorry if i say yeah. cutthroat but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna send you a letter and see if you're gonna be my friend or not you better circle i'm just kidding <laughs> and if i don't and if i don't circle yes um don't be We're breaking up we are breaking up i mean yes. i'm just saying because at the end of the day you you and i both know that life is it, gonna go on <laughs> with or without a person you know, whoever, whomever that is. Um, we either find that out by letting people go naturally, they phasing themselves out, or unfortunately somebody has to pass away. So we have, you know, we, we have gotten into a place where we know that people are going to transition out of our lives one way or the other. And to be able to cope with that, to be able to understand that, to be able to embrace that, is to me enlightening it's that's a that's a real woke right there being woke for real is being able to understand that this thing called life is going to keep revolving whether you have good relationships bad relationships a piece of relationship you have the choice to choose how you're going to deal with it and for me i'm dealing with anybody who leaves out of my life they were supposed to be gone i'm not going to keep looking for you because back in the day i used to think i was supposed to keep people in my life whether they was harmful, whether they was uh, a good fit, whether they was whatever, um, you know, it, it's it's I, I I've learned that that's not the thing. Is you got to let it go, and <clears throat> finding out who's real for you or who's not, you know, holding on to people sometimes, like holding on to a razor blade, it's not worth it. Gotcha. Excuse me, I had to cough again. Lord have mercy. <laughs> that makes sense. So then I guess my other question would be, in your opinion, <clears throat> excuse me, why do you think why do you think we end up with unrealistic expectations in the first place? Like, um, so for example, I think um well we'll we'll do this example. What when you get in a relationship, what do you expect? whether it's platonic or romantic and just kind of say which one it is, what is it that uh, the expectations that you have up front and where did you get these expectations and how did you develop these expectations? 
Mm, you trying to make me think. So I guess okay. So what we gonna do now? So I give me a second to think. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with more of this expectation conversation. So stay tuned. If you're tired of hearing the same music and content every five, ten, or fifteen minutes on air, then check out JQLM Radio for the realest, rawest, and most relevant variety of music, talk shows, and more. Start your days with a little bit of gospel and gospel rap from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then get into some hot R&B. Some hip hop. Falling in deep with the quicksand. Flag on the channel, quick brand. I was packing on the pound, got my quick. Once upon a time, and I heard that. A little bit of pop. And some neo soul for the rest of the day. JQLM Radio, real, raw, and relevant. So we're back. Um, I, um, <laughs> you posed this lovely question before we left, and I'm trying to figure out, first of all, where my expectations came from, because, um, I think I would probably say life. Um, because like I was saying before, it's life has taught me um, about that and how to kind of evolve and, and do things differently and how to approach life differently because I'm I've I've been a product of growing up in the area um and and having um people around me that were I'm not gonna say fake friends but I found out later on in life what real friends are and looking back it was like mm, they weren't really my friends so that laid the foundation of me understanding what friendships what things are um, like what what life has to give <clears throat> excuse me in order for you to have a good relationship um and life literally taught me that so having expectations now and knowing now what to look for in friendships um and how to react when things don't go a certain way because back way back when my reaction when things didn't go well when things weren't how i liked them was to um not necessarily retaliate but I would show people why they should be mad that they lost me as a friend. Now I don't care that much. I could probably care less. Um, I could care less um, about how people view me because uh, I'm older. And I guess that saying when they said old people don't care uh, what people think about them or how they act or how they perceive. I think I'm getting to that realm a little earlier than, than my elderly age because it's like at this point, nobody can make or break me. Um, 
you know, they can try, but if I allow them to hurt me, if I allow them to take over, then that kind of falls on myself because I have the choice whether to um, allow people in my life, allow people to do certain things, or if I can just walk away and be like, you know what, that was my lesson. Now I got to get to my blessing. So, I mean, I hope I answered your question, but I mean, life legit has taught me some stuff. What about you? Um, I would say it's a hodgepodge. Um, I think some of it was um, nature and nurture. I think some of it was um, life experience. Um, I think some of it has been just media. So not necessarily like just social media, but like television, music, things of that nature. Um, and just being unrealistic. Um, so for example, the example that I often give with people is um, how you're in a relationship and you're like, well, they should know. And it's one of those things that you got to remember. How many times have you said to, about yourself, I surprised myself or I, you know, that was out of character or, you know, I would have normally I would never do something like that. Like, and I feel like if you're with yourself 24 7, 365, and you still somehow manage to surprise yourself, why is there even an expectation that people should know? Um, so, yes, people know that Athena and I, you and I have been friends for over 20 years, but that doesn't mean that I know every detail about Athena and vice versa. Um, yes, we've, we've went through a lot of things together, we've experienced a lot of things together, but I mean, I'm still learning who Renata fully is, just like Athena is still learning who Athena fully is. So it's not even realistic to be like, well, because we've been friends for over 20 years and this, this, and this, Athena should know. She should just know. Like, that's not, that's not even fair. Now, yes, I think that there are historically things will show up in people. So it's like, okay, I kind of expected that of you. Um, but even with that, I think it's still, we have to kind of, give grace and be realistic about will people change because you know things have happened that you've been exposed to that may have shifted how you look at life i mean the things that i think about now or how i view life at 40 did not look the same way it looked at 30 at 20 or 10. so the older that i get the more i'm exposed to i mean heck there are things that happened yesterday that could have shifted how i look at things moving forward so i would say it has been a combination of things. It's um, shifted how I come up with my expectations. And that's yeah. just evolution. That's just life evolution right there. Because it's like, if we don't evolve and start to look at things differently, we'll study the same or a lot of times repeat the same mistakes. And we got time for that. You know, the <laughs> world is already repeating a whole lot of stuff um, that we should have left behind. But we as individuals should strive to make sure that we are leaving, um, leading our lives in a positive way. And it's easier said than done because trust and believe, because if you turn on the TV too long, you're going to get angry, you're going to get triggered and things are going to revert you back to your old self. But just, just evolving and becoming a new person. I think this is one of the things nobody talks about as much because you hear people talking about, Oh, I'm a new person. I'm a new this, I'm a new that. But, when it talk, comes to evaluating 
your expectations and learning how to have people treat you it's not the thing that people talk about as much but they do it you know and like you'll see some bloggers come out and say oh i had to teach this person how to do or deal with me but did you really teach them how to deal with you or did you kind of sit them down and be like this is what i'm not taking or did you passively say okay i'm just not gonna take it i'm gonna walk away because that's something i'm learning to do um is to sit and deal with the, the things that are happening rather than walk away from it because I used to be the queen of walking away too now I would walk away real quick and be like um you're not serving me a purpose and I walk away and people would never know why and I know that's probably talking in circles but sometimes people need to know why they got cut off because maybe they'll fix it for the next person and I think with me it started when I had that long relationship and it ended um, how it ended because he did not treat me how I felt like I should be treated and mm-hmm. I let I made him listen to me I was like no you're going to hear why I'm not coming back to you you're going to hear why this will never work why you will never get any ounce of me ever again except for a high and by and I evolved from that I we are we're cool and kosher enough to where we can have a conversation every once in a while I would talk football because you know that's that's what we had in common at that time but it's we're never going to be friends like we were before but we're friendly but at the time i had to sit him down and be like this is why we're not ever going to be in a relationship other than like a cool friendship we can't be ever what i allowed you to have for eight plus years so um but you as a therapist would you advise that because for me i find it very healing but maybe it's projecting or maybe it's getting the bad gook off of me and so i can live free but i feel like people should know why they were cut off if if they're i mean i know people some people won't receive it um but is that healthy or is that considered uh trying to get back at somebody um so your question is is it healthy to let people know how they treated you yeah, like, yeah, to let them know, like, this is why you cut off, or this is why I'm not dealing with you anymore. Like, telling them why they are in their present state of your of the relationship, like, why we're not friends, why we can't travel no more, why we can't do this no more. Is that a healthy thing to let that person know how you feel about a certain situation? Yeah, I don't. I think that that's that's healthy. I think going into that conversation, though, I think it's important to recognize that they may not listen or or care. Um, so I think, you know, you have to keep that in mind that just because you wanna share how you feel doesn't mean that that person is willing to do that. Because um, I, I think that's part of having, you know, good communication is being able to say, you know, this is what's going on, this is how I feel. So, I, you know, I think I'm a big advocate of giving good communication so I would say definitely there's nothing wrong with that. But again, having that realistic expectation that they may or may not be in the same space as you when um, when you decide to have that conversation. Yeah, because I know for me, and those who know me well, they know I have no relationship hardly with the people I'm related to by blood. and. As many times as I've been triggered by them, like even more recently, what was it, a month ago? I think it was the last time I had an interaction. 
um, well, it was last month. It wasn't a whole month ago, but having that interaction with that person and um, on via text, I told them how I felt. Probably didn't read it, but for me, I felt like um, a weight was lifted off of me because I got to say what I wanted to say, even if they didn't read it or listen, because they said in the past, oh, I'm not reading it if it's past a certain length. Um, past basically two sentences. They don't read it past two sentences. But for me, I felt better because I was like, let me let this out. And I left in there an expectation of if you want to have a relationship with me, we're going to therapy. If not, then leave me alone because that's where I put, I left it there because, you know, I let them know, hey, this is how I want to be treated. And until you can actually do the work, aka hit that therapy session, you ain't got to hit it with me, but you need to hit it on your own so you know how to approach me. Or, I mean, I do eventually want to do a, a, a group one, but until we can get to the group one, how about you handle it on your own first, and then we can mm -hmm. come together and have a, a session. But you need to figure out your stuff. And, of course, that fell on deaf ears. And, you know, the, the next actual in-person interaction we had sent me through a whole roof. But um, it's just, I think for me, getting it out there and getting that release helps me because I carry a lot of stress in my body. And I think like by me verbally getting it out, it helps. And, mm -hmm. you know, even when I have my scream session, I believe fully in a scream session because <laughs> that feels like a weight's lifted off too. And I know the one time I screamed so good, like after that day my grandmother passed and I went outside, I'm sure if my neighbors heard me, I'm sure they heard me, but they probably like, what's wrong with that girl? Because I had to let it out. But as soon as I screamed and let it out, that, that frustration, that pain, that hurt, all them years of whatever, the love and every, everything, all that, I felt like a weight was lifted off of me. So for me, that helps. It helps me feel less stressed. And mm -hmm. it's probably not proper, but again, it helped a sister and the sister felt pretty darn good um, after her scream, let go, let God moment, because it was necessary for me. And, and it's also necessary when I let people know how I feel and why they are put in that place that they're put in, because I think you need to improve this for your next relationship so that you can go ahead and be happy, you know, and that ex I'm talking about, he's married. As far as I know, they happily married. I wish him luck, but maybe him hearing from me, how you disappointed me, how our relationship turned from bad to worse to good, to whatever. Maybe now you can go forth and be a better human being for the next person. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I, I'm not a I'm not a therapist, but <laughs> I never want to be. And but for me, that, that's very therapeutic. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's very therapeutic for me. Well, I mean, I don't think it has to look a particular way. I mean, I think that's that is the beauty in healing. Like you get to kind of navigate through what that looks like for you, because healing for you may not look like healing for me. But with that being said. You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that when you decided to send that text, you had to kind of have that conversation with yourself of, okay, what am I expecting from this? And um, 
if I don't hear from them, that's fine. If I do, that's fine too. But here's the boundary that I put in place. Here's what I'm saying, how things can look moving forward. So I think even just doing something as simple as that is, again, you can you can have the conversation and share with people how you feel, totally okay. But I think where we get in trouble is when we're like, oh, I'm gonna tell them how I feel just so they know and I want them to feel my hurt and pain and they may not. And are you okay with that? Because sometimes it's not even worth it because what we want, we're not gonna get. So can you live with that? So if I'm saying I'm mad at someone and I need an apology to be able to move forward and they will not give me an apology, does that mean that I'm sorry? I don't feel like I did anything wrong and I'm not someone that just apologizes just to be apologizing, then what? So, I mean, I think it's important to keep those things in mind. Yeah, definitely. And and I'm not and I'm not going to act like um, <laughs> I haven't sent a text or something to someone because I wanted them to hurt just as bad. But um, usually my, my intentions here since I've hit over 40 have been, I'm going to let you know how I feel. And you can either agree, disagree, or not care. But at this point, I feel fine you know having said what i said having moved forward from what i said and um dealing with my the people i'm actually blood related to is a difficult situation for me because it's like i have always wanted family and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times when i was younger i dealt with stuff because i always wanted family i always wanted a big family i wanted a big family where i had a bunch of uncles bunch of cousins we all got together we all hung out and in ways i've gotten that from other people in my life's family but mm-hmm. i always wanted it for myself and so i know when i was younger i stuck and stayed and and formulated relationships with people that i felt like this is too much work even as a kid like i feel like it's too much work like i have to do this in order to be in your good graces and it should not be that way it should not be that i have to do um a in order for you to love me and so when i got older and realized that i was like man well it's time for me to play cut off and now that i'm over 40 it's real easy to do the cut off game and <laughs> the glue that was holding us together has now transitioned to be with the lord so now that, that glue has been picked off and I'm like, you know what? I'm not holding this together. I'm not going to sit here and keep taking this from people who say that they love me in one breath, but will literally stab me in the back the next. Gotcha. So it's not, that's not for me. That makes sense. So then I guess a follow-up slash shift is how do you make sure you have realistic expectations with yourself? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, hmm. Maybe we should take another commercial break so I can think about that again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we can take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the last half of our show. So stay tuned. Are you in need of a fresh perspective on relationships, wholeness, love, and transformation? Or are feeling consumed with hurts from the past and finding it difficult to overcome traumatic events? Well, contact licensed marriage and family therapist Sharon Mason of Love That Relationship. She can get you back on the road to building a healthy and loving relationship with yourself and others. Love That Relationship. 
And we're back with uh, more of the in-depth conversation about expectations. And you said before the break, your question was, how do I make sure that I've set real expectations? Or am I remembering that incorrectly? So my question is, I think we've talked a lot about expectations that we we have for others. But what about the ones that we have for ourselves? Because I think, I think it's we are hard on ourselves i think that's just a part of the human experience so what do you do to make sure that you're being realistic with the things that you're trying to accomplish for yourself or the standard that you hold for yourself so i mean I, you know sometimes it's, it's easier to be gracious with others but how do you do that for yourself and how do you check in to make sure that you're doing that for yourself um, I'm going to say I, it's a daily process for me. I'm just trying to work on it. I think each situation I encounter, I'm trying to figure out new ways to be easier on myself and not blame myself for certain things because I still struggle with the self-confidence and self, um, self-doubt, self especially when I'm trying new things. But being open to know that I'm going to fail because I tell people all the time, I am the best person to help somebody else with something, but I still mm-hmm. get helping for myself. Even, you know, you said you had a conversation with Regina, shout out to Regina at Relax and Restore, um, about basically how sometimes we shout out everybody else, but we don't brag about ourselves just as much. And that's the same thing with me in my personal life. I legit will not say anything about certain things that I'm doing, even though it could be good. Um, and people are like, why didn't you tell me you did that? And I'm like, mm, I don't know, because <laughs> it just didn't come up. Um, but then it goes back to something I've said before on the show that I kind of grew up shy-ish where I didn't brag about me, even though I could have been doing something great. But because I didn't want to shine or overshine somebody because I didn't want to be hated on, I didn't say anything. So I have to start to get out of that mindset, uh, not shining or not being 100% with me or being 100% comfortable with me because I can literally talk to people all day long. I do that at work at the daytime job all the time and people, you know, you would think at the dentist office, I don't have opportunities to talk to people, but I legit talk to people about everything but dentistry sometimes. Um, Even co-workers talk about everything but dentistry but because people have seen something in me and they like, okay, well, let's, you, you can talk to me about this and you have helped me with that. Or, you know, this person who does this, I become a resource. I become a, a a Google for some people. Like they literally are like, Mm -hmm. what can you help me with today? And I'm like, I'm going to start charging people for this, but essentially I can give all kinds of good advice, but as far as putting it into effect for myself, I'm still working on it. So um, it's just a daily process trying to figure out my own stuff and giving myself the same grace that I try to give other people or ask people to give me. So my expectation of me, it wavers, but I'm getting to the point where I'm being more hard on myself and say, Athena, you, you are literally asking people to treat you better. Now you have to treat you better. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm still working on it, you know. Because mm-hmm. like people always say, it's easy to throw a point of finger, but you know, you're pointing a finger at one per one finger is pointing at this person, but you have several other pointing back at you. So um mm-hmm. that working on that and, and looking at myself and saying, 
you have to hold yourself accountable. And if you're not being a good person, if you're not being a good friend, own up to that and apologize and tell people I suck as a friend. Now, I've, I've told somebody <laughs> before, I told my bestie, I said, I suck as a best friend um, because I know that I should do more and be more. And she was like, I suck as a best friend too, but we're working on it together. We both made it back. We're going to call each other more often. We're going to see each other at least twice a year. You know, we don't live in the same states. So it's like we are making this when no matter what, if I don't come there, she comes here. If we don't meet someplace, we're going to make we're, we're trying to make this a thing where we see each other because most people see their best friends at least once a week, you know, for me, because she lives in a whole nother state and we just don't see each other as often as we could. And um, now that we're getting older and money's a little bit different, we have a little bit more at our disposal. We, we're going to get our butts on the plane and start making ourselves more accountable. So I've, I've had these conversations with myself. Um, I've had mm-hmm. these conversations with other people. But as far as doing it daily, as far as staying on top of it and giving myself grace, I don't always do that. And I've, and I've said that before because I know me. I, I just don't. I'm harder on myself than I am my own worst critic. I am really hard on myself. But trying to get better and, and be better is always the goal. And that's what I'm definitely working on. What about you? Um, I would say um, I am trying to be very intentional about the things that I say to me. Because obviously, you know, I think last week we talked about the whole idea of self-fulfilling prophecy. I hear, I hear Renata the most. That is the voice that I hear the most. So I want to make sure that the things that I am telling myself are true. Because um, a lot of times when we do that negative self-talk, a lot of times it's, they're not true statements. Um, so we may say uh, absolute statements like I always or I never. And that's not the case. It could just very well be that this one time um, you just didn't do it this one time. And that's OK. So I'm trying to be very intentional about being gentler with how I talk to myself. Um Because like you said, if I'm saying that I want others to treat me better and I'm asking people to treat themselves better, I need to make sure that I model that, um, those behaviors, so that if you don't know how to do it, you can at least see a model of it. So, you know, I think it's a work in progress. I think it's one of those things that if if you've spent several years doing it, you'll need some time to learn how to undo it um, so that you can be better at it. Yeah, just like everybody says about what when you, you get fat, you know, you didn't get fat overnight, you're not going to lose it overnight. So <laughs> it's the same thing that, you know, we, we hear all the time. You didn't get this way overnight. You're not going to get healed from it overnight. So, mm-hmm. I, I, but you know what? The, the joy is recognizing <laughs> and realizing that things are um, an improvement process. And realizing mm-hmm. and recognizing that every day that we have breath, we can change some things and doing it, you know, actually doing the work. Because, like I said, the old me was lazy or passive about it. Like, OK, well, you don't want to be my friend. Fine. Bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was not necessarily working on what happened to end that friendship so that I don't repeat it again. Or if I was in a relationship, I used to be cutthroat when it came to relationships. I broke up with people just because. Like, and if I felt Ooh. like it was going some way, if, if if I felt like it was going 
bad, I would just end it before it got bad. Heck, I broke up with, I don't even remember why I broke up with my baby daddy when we dated when we were younger, but I remember it was for no reason. Because <laughs> it was nothing wrong. And I was like, why did you break up with him and there was nothing wrong? But it was just like, but we, of course, was like 10, 11 years old. So who knew what a real relationship was then? But it's like, I remember that. I broke up with him. It was just like, I'm done. <laughs> but it was really nothing wrong. He was like, um, what? <laughs> like, yeah. So, but realizing and recognizing that that was a problem, because I guess for me, I never really saw a lot of healthy relationships growing up. So I didn't know. You know, and and not saying that I didn't see it, but I didn't see a lot of it. You know, I didn't see a lot of people around me sticking and staying. I didn't see a lot of best friends. I mean, even though my grandmother and her friend, her bestie, they've been friends since kindergarten until she passed, until and Catherine passed. So um, they were friends from kindergarten all the way to the end. So that was over 70 something years of friendship. But I saw Mm -hmm. that. I knew it was possible. But that was just one example. I didn't see multiple people sticking and staying, you know, but that wasn't your normal. That was not my normal. It was like that was an anomaly. I can't talk or like seeing people build houses like my grandparents. They built their house from the ground up, even though it wasn't this lavish house. But they did do that. But seeing a lot of people do that, no, I didn't see that because most people lived in our neighborhood, moved into the neighborhood, not necessarily built in the neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, but anywho, before I get on a tangent, any last words of wisdom you got? Because we've got, what, about a minute or so left before the end of the show <laughs> that you want to throw out there for the listeners? Um, My quick words of wisdom, I guess, would be, you are striving for progression, not perfection. Um, you'll never be perfect, so don't even try. I won't say don't. Don't try to strive for perfection. You can strive to be a better person, but I think perfect is one of those interesting mentalities that we have. So I think the more that you strive to be a healthier version of you, I think the better. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Striving, <laughs> <laughs> not Full perfection. Okay. That's kind of, one of my friends. She says that a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, so. to, I'm gonna have to look up the actual saying and do my own rendition because I'm <laughs> not gonna get no copyright infringement. So <laughs> yes, make sure you send me that what you said, and I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna see if I can find <laughs> a non-copywritten version of that for a T-shirt. Or, or I have to give that person credit, one of the two. But I'm going to have to put that on the T-shirt. Um, and that might have to be a quote in the next book that we do, because we're going to do a couple. Yay! So on that note, because that's a good point to leave on, stay tuned. If you have not um, subscribed, please subscribe to our newsletter, empoweredlivinginc.net. Um, just click on there and put your email. Um, we have some things coming up. We have some events coming up. There's Embodying Essence um, that's coming up. It's going to be in Vegas. We have um, in Homestead, a.k.a. Miami, Florida, there's going to be another one. These are women's retreats, but we will do one probably co-ed soon if we get good traction from these. So stay tuned. Um, and also keep listening to JQLM. we got some great shows on here make sure you stay tuned for the next show that's coming on after ours and um god bless y'all stay safe and 
remember keep your expectations as fluid and loose as you would want them to be for you all right so um <laughs> we'll holler at y'all next week have, have a good a one week. bye bye okay what time is it on the timer uh, 5509. 5509. 5509. Oh, so okay, so we did exactly 50 minutes. Yes, ooh. <laughs> we did that. Okay, so I just hit in mm -hmm. call. Yep, and we're gonna hang up, it's gonna hang up on us. So. Okay. All right, well, you go eat because I know you're hungry and I know they was cooking breakfast away on you or lunch at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, breakfast food for lunch, so, you know. Which is fine. And I am going to uh, grab something to eat and go get my people. So, well, have a good one. All right, girl. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. I pray you get some good rest. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure we'll chit chat later. Yes, so. if I could stay off it. Oh, Michaela done sent me a picture of cookies and cream Oreos. And I'm like, why would you send that knowing I'm trying to lose some weight? Mm. You just gonna have to work out? Because cookies and cream is my favorite ice cream, and then they put it inside of an Oreo. Okay, you know, but anyway. I didn't know that was your favorite ice cream. Oh, yeah. Cookies and cream. I have three. Cookies and cream, cookie dough, and the banana pudding from Bluebell. Bluebells, but everybody is raving and ranting about this bluebell. Girl, they took it away and they brought it back. Now it's back, but you can't find it everywhere. Some places you find a little bitty pint, um, and that's all you're gonna find. But it has actual the crack graham cracker. I mean the the wafers in there, not graham crackers. The wafers in there. Yeah. Oh, and it's not. I think I can't remember one one batch I got had little pieces of banana, but not really because banana don't go well after a long time. But it's mostly the flavor and it tastes like banana pudding without the bananas in it. And it's it's better than the black and um, I might get in trouble for that one, but better than the black the black people one the um the one that came out that got the banana pudding the peach cobbler the. Uh, Jamaica Um, it's a black-owned one. They be at Target and Walmart. I'll I'll, I'll find a name and text it to you. But it's um, they okay. have like um, a bourbon cake one. Uh, I mean, but it's like Ooh. five dollars for a freaking little baby pint. Um, for that. Um, Target I think it might be six, but Kroger and Walmart is four something for a little bitty pint of this stuff. But. I mean, it's good, but it's not like bluebells. You gotta try bluebells banana pudding. Okay. That's if you see it in the store, and it comes, and I think they haven't brought it back out in a half a gallon yet. But it's if you get a little pint, little pint, and it's like two, three dollars versus five, four or five dollars for the black one. I support the black, but when I tasted the difference, I was like, no, 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 sir. <laughs> because I thought it was gonna be a substitute because Bluebell had took it away. It was gone. It was out years ago. And then you know Bluebell had that um, was it a scandal over their um, uh, something was going on with their processes where they shut down oh. Bluebell for a while, and Bluebell was gone like off the shelves everything. But then they came right, back. Right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So then they came back because I had got addicted to the banana pudding one back then, and. I was like, dang, they took it away. And even Nisha, 
she got she got me she's the one who got me onto it and I, we was both like well damn where are we gonna get our blue you know we're gonna get our banana pudding fixed and then the black people came out with theirs and it, it's okay it's not the same but anyway go ahead try try them both <laughs> let me know how you feel but i i know you're gonna like the blue bell better well, I'm not going to try them this weekend. I'm just going to tell you that. Now. Oh, no, no, no. No, not this weekend, but eventually in the future. Because the black gotcha. people, the black people one had sold out for a long time. But now I'm starting to see it more. So I think that because they're starting to get traction. Um, then people, oh, from that lawsuit. Last thing I'm going to say. They had, there was a lawsuit with Walmart because Walmart tried to do their version of it instead of hyping the black yes, people. Yes, I remember that now. <laughs> Yeah, so, so, yeah, so all that, yeah, so that all, but I've tried them all. I've tried every flavor of the black one, so I can't say I supported them. I've tried every flavor, <laughs> every single flavor. All six, I think it's six of them. All six of them spent $45 on some damn ice cream, but not all yeah. at the same time, but you know, because they were sold out this flavor, sold out that flavor, what have you, what have you. So, but now I've officially tried all six or seven flavors with all of them are, and I can say that, yeah, yeah. I'll just let you have your own opinion, but, <laughs> but, so yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Have a good lunch. You Bye. Too. Bye. Bye.